0: Say the numbers. all right guys welcome back you got me and peter here today how's it going um what, what is it the rice rocket content yeah we're know. still we're still waiting for you guys to uh you know tell us what you guys think we should yeah, call it a good name we need a good name we have terrible names so far so today's topic well first thing is uh my name is david doe uh, i'm a photographer i also own a vending machine service and a couple other businesses, me and my wife do. This is uh, our photography studio that we're meeting at. Uh, I have my friend, Peter. Peter, uh, Go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Peter Zafra, um, real estate agent, mortgage industry as well. Um,
1: basically, and I'm about to hop onto the vending industry as well. Yeah,
0: dude. As an additional you know, gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great uh, additive. So today we're going to talk about vending machines. This is the topic that a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, the last three years, I've been starting my vending machine company, and it has exploded. Like After this, yeah. I'm actually going to go over to Ontario, Peter, and I have um, it, like a tower. They just randomly called me, and they're like, we need vending machines by Monday. And I was like, I'll try my best to. I'm like, how many people are we talking about? And they're like, oh, we have 250 employees. Wow. I'm like, 250 employees, maybe that's extra like... Eight $900 a month profit, you know, just off of one phone call. They're like, can we get him in by Monday? I'm like, first, let me meet you. <laughs> Let's figure <laughs> out what we're going to do before we go. So uh, what's cool is uh, Peter is actually the mortgage king, as I call him. <laughs> the king of mortgage. <laughs> Very <right>? humbling. <laughs> <laughs> I could call him that. He won't call himself that, but <laughs> I could call him the king of mortgage. Uh, he's thinking about getting into vending machines himself. Yep, yep, yep. You know, it's a, it's a cool side income, man. I mean, no, do you have any questions is, or any uh, concerns? And when you guys hang out with this guy, you know, and he starts talking about those, I mean,
1: well, that's how everything starts, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you know, somebody or you stumble into something and, uh, you know, from there, you just like, Hey, you know, that sounds like a gig I could do, you know, two, yeah, three man. days a week, you know, and, uh, you know, it's sup it's supplement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the cool things, man, is like, just like you said, I did not grow up going, I hopefully I own a vending machine. Obviously, as a child, I loved every single vending machine. Yeah, it's just, it's it's, it's like. (laughs) As a kid, I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's the only thing that makes you sit down and relax is like a gumball, right? When you're a child. So um, I just kind of stumbled into it, you know. Uh, I've been doing photography for, let's see, I'm 35. So about 15 years, I've been doing photography. And with photo, you know, you have your ups and downs. But I also had to think about retirement. Yeah. So I did something terrible, and uh, that is not save up any money for retirement. So I had zero money for retirement. I Well, I put all my money in my business. But the hard thing about photo is, A, there's a lot of competition, right? Every year there's somebody more. And then the ceiling to get into the business is becoming lower and lower because okay. used equipment is phenomenally cheaper and cheaper, right? And there are a lot of great photographers out there. So I'm not going to bash any of them for getting into the business. Some of them are amazing, right? So, uh, you know, we had a, a phenomenal year, one year. And I was like, man, either I am going to get taxed like there's no tomorrow or I need to get rid of this money, you know? Right. Like, as a legitimate business, I'm like, I have like 80 grand sitting here. Half of, get, half of it's going to get eaten up by taxes, yeah. easy right so uh, i stared at uh, a business for like seven months i just stared stared i was looking at it i was looking at buying portal potties <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, i was like i was like, how I don't, is that <laughs> that's a phenomenal business because think about it who wants to do that usually the businesses and no one wants to do gets paid like the most so yeah yeah it's equivalent to like why plumbers get paid a lot right Like if a septic tank breaks, bro. Yeah. So you have like this big suction hose thing. You go and you suck it all out. And, you know, I was like, well, maybe I kind of, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, this is it. This is it. This is it. And I was thinking, whoa, there's a lot of diseases that go with that too. Yeah. You know, like you don't know what's in there. Yeah. Drug needles or whatever. And plus my wife wasn't too uh, fond of it. I told her she would be 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 right. I was like, "Look, we could do routes. Like, you could do this route. I could do this route."
1: (laughs) Oh, so so you're not the one that was gonna set the porta potties there. It's more like you were gonna drain them.
0: No, I was gonna buy the porta potties, set the porta potties, drain them, clean them, rent them out the whole night. Yeah, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was gonna be a phenomenal business. But then I looked. I had you had to think about like, well, I don't want a business that I have to do all the time. Right. Right. So if I was to hire somebody, like, who the heck wants to get a job doing that? You know, would I have to buy a separate vehicle? Would I have to get uh, commercial insurance for the vehicle? I'm like, wait a minute, the equipment's adding up. Yeah. It's not really that great. I was actually thinking about buying one of those cool trailer ones. Have you ever been in a trailer one? There's a trailer a potty. You walk in and there's like music. And there's- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mobile home. Like a mobile yeah, home, there like you a go. luxury yeah, porta potty. Yeah, I've seen that. Right. I was thinking about buying one of those. And then since I was in the wedding industry, like you have a big, you know, backyard wedding. You want a nice portal potty, like three, four stalls, you know, like running water. Um, but I dropped the idea because now they only have one unit. So what happens if I go back in the same thing? Like I have one unit. Things get slow. Not a great idea if I'm not booking up all yeah. the time, right? If I'm booking up all the time, it's not a problem. But if I'm not booking, there's a problem.
1: Yeah, and then not only that, you're limited to just that one trailer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, how much how would that run anyway if they would to I was looking
0: into it, it's like 120000 or something, like really expensive. They're no, really, but for them to rent it from you, oh, like, for them to rent it, like it like from me, game. it would be like three grand an event for an event. Yeah, wow. So, so,
1: and then not only that, not a lot of people can afford that, you know, not even,
0: yeah, you know, okay. just I would do it the old Asian way, just you know, set up a tent and. Dig some holes. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that's
1: not a stereotype. Talk. We are Asians, by the way. <laughs> that's how they do it in Asia, okay? They call it an outhouse.
0: They also do it here in America. It's called outhouse. You, ju- you dig a giant hole. You put oh, a little house man. over it. You, you know, <laughs> use the bathroom. So uh, I kept on looking. I looked at vending machines. I was reading uh, one of Ria, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's books. And one of the things uh, his friend was like, yeah, I'm teaching my kid about money. And then he's like, how do you teach him about money? He's like, well, I'm teaching him the entrepreneurial way where I give him a little bit of money as a loan, have him do something with it, and I expect him either to pay me back eventually or learn a great lesson. Okay. You know? So he gave his uh, his kid like 500 bucks. He's like, look, that may be – if he, and that's his 500 bucks to invest. That may be the best investment he's ever had for his teenage kid, right? So his teenage kid actually ended up buying a bunch of gumball machines and placing them wow. at um, country clubs. At the, you know how every country club has, I don't know, I, I haven't really been to a lot, uh, for weddings I have, but they have like a pro shop. Right. You get like shirts and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he put a gumball machine there. I three different ones, right? And then next thing you know, he made back his money. He paid back his dad. And now he has, a set of allowance, he's making like, he, I think the book said like $200, $300 every month. Off his gumballs. So I was like, gumball machine. So I ended up buying a couple gumball machines. You actually bought some. Yeah, I was like, these things are cheap, 150 bucks. Let me try out. I put two at a couple salons. My daughter runs them, you know, so she makes a little money every month. Um and I was like, man, I really like this business. So I was searching out Craigslist again for people selling vending machines. I ran into an ad that says Ontario uh, selling 10 machines. $25,000, um, you know, come check it out. So I checked it out and then within a couple of days I closed the deal. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know anything about machines. They're probably the one of some of the worst machines you could buy. They have endless problems. I have a problem with one right now on a Thursday, the guys that go, go, go fix it. I'm going to replace the machine pretty soon. I broke even on them, but I'm going to replace the machine pretty soon. There's all sorts of problems. Like every time I go there, there's an issue with that machine. The gumball machine? No, uh, the the soda machine. that soda that machine? I oh, yeah, okay, I'm was okay. like soda snacks. Now, sorry. So, um, it's called Vu Forty View Forty, and it's the worst machine in the industry. I didn't know, because I went there a couple days and they were working fine. You know. So throughout the years, I become like probably one of the best. Vendo view technicians <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like people contact me from all over the world for the stupid machine because they can't figure out the issues. Because there's so many stinking issues with it, and I've dealt with it, or I've seen my techs. So this guy Mark and his brother, uh, they go out, they fix it, they tell me how to fix it, whatever. Really nice guys, right? Uh, and really help. So I kept those. Uh, I still have those machines till this day. Um, so I spent after everything twenty five thousand dollars, right? Like filling them and everything twenty five thousand dollars, and they profit me about two thousand dollars a month profit. Wow! So it's still a great deal, you know. It's probably one of the highest returns on on investment there is. Yeah, no. You, know? you don't get a you, and you get a five year. Um, I believe my tax guy says a five year tax deduction. A depreciation, yeah. So it was as close as I could get towards like rental properties, you know.
1: No, nah, man, that's 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 a good business you got on there, and see, and that's the thing, you know. It's imagine it's like you having, you know, however how many machines
0: you have, like what's uh, eighty now or something like that. No, I'm getting close. I'm got like seventy, I think seventy on the dot. I have five in storage. Okay, but by the end of today, it'll probably be three out. Okay, yeah.
1: so figure let's just say 70. Yeah, imagine you like have 70 people selling for you that you're, you don't have to pay. <laughs> I have, uh, well,
0: what I tell people is I have like, 70 little mini, uh, little liquor stores. Yeah, there you go. And they're all doing business, and my and the machines, my employees, they're all doing business at the same time. So, uh, for instance, we we call it passive income. In the business world, right? Yeah, it's really hard to find passive income. I don't think there's a lot of things that are really passive income, uh, besides like probably rental properties because you have property management come out and do all that stuff, and a lot of people do that. I just couldn't afford to do it, and I didn't want to get. You know, me and Peter are in California, and in California, yeah, they are known as like one of the least landlord friendly states in the union. Yeah, you know, yep. so being that it's like it's. There's a lot of people that do have rental properties, have like these giant apartment complexes and stuff. But it wasn't a game I was ready to play yet. Right. You know, like I don't know about evictions. I didn't know enough about it to dip my finger in it. But vending machines, it was pretty easy, man. Well, going back to that whole being a landlord thing, you know, a lot of
1: people that, you know, I know a couple of people that, that are landlords. And they tried managing their own properties and they said it was, it was terrible. Just, it was just too much of a nightmare, so they pass it on to a management company. The problem with those management companies, I mean it's not that expensive. I think they want like ten percent or something like that.
0: Uh down to five five to ten,
1: yeah. Yeah. The only problem with that is that they'll throw anyone in there. You don't get mm. to do the vetting. Yeah. They will. And, and bill you afterwards. And, right? yeah, and then that's when your house takes a dump because you don't know who's going to be there like i mean i have a i have an old friend that had a house in ontario this house was beautiful and they they relocated to colorado and one day he had me check on the house because <laughs> you know uh his neighbors were telling him that the house was you know and so i went and checked it out bro that house is oh, tore up uh, they, see, didn't,
0: they although, didn't even pick up after On the other dogs. side like I, I look at loop uh loopnet is mm-hmm. that loopnet um, sounds familiar. Loop net is like commercial, uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, the cap rates are terrible in California and cap rates is basically like your percentage, uh, of what you profit, Yeah. Right. We have the lowest cap rates in the union too. Yeah. So like not just being the part of that, like we have the hardest place to landlord and we also have the lowest possible return. It just didn't spark me. And, and um, I understand that you could go out and find properties that are – you know, they could rehab and stuff like that and then rent it out and have a higher um, cap rate. But the problem is I don't know how to do any of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, see, that's where a lot of money gets eaten up. Like if yeah. you're
0: not a hands-on person and not only that, time.
1: Even if you knew how to do those things, how long would it take you? Yeah, I mean, like, look at me. I, I did my own flooring, painting, and all that stuff. It took me nearly a month. I mean, because I still need to
0: work. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it was a slow process. That's, I mean, you if know. you know what you're doing, yeah. And, and I, if I don't know what I'm doing, I have to pay. I have to pay the mortgage, and pay my mortgage, and figure out how to do this, <laughs> and pay someone and, else. You know. And then dump everything because I messed up everything and then pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> it gets pretty costly, man. No, it would. It would add
1: up. And so, yeah, your gig of, you know, vending. I mean, that's... The vending has been good. And so. that's what caught my eye, bro, because I'll be honest with you. It's like, man, you know, it, it, it's, it makes sense. You stock the thing once, twice a week, whatever, and you just let it sell for you.
0: Yes. And trust me, like, there's vending machines I have to go to three times a week. Right, and people are always telling me, "Like, dude, three times a week isn't that too much work?" I'm like, "I'm gonna go pick up a wad of cash, bro." Like, I wish I could go three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, was, go, I wanted to tell you, you know,
1: I, I went to a, a men's conference at the Cavalry Church in Costa Mesa this past weekend. Oh, the big one? Yeah, yeah um, you know, it, uh, it's off of Fairview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I they, drive by there all the time. Oh, really? Beautiful campus, bro. They have a they have four vending machines there. And, he, and I and I thought of you because two of the machines
0: Out, has service.
1: four – no, it's four rows of talkies and then the four rows of Flaming Hots. And it's like – and I was telling my buddy, I'm Wrong like – Wrong place for that. Yeah. Is it really? Because
0: – It depends, man. I mean, I – okay. You don't want to racially profile, <laughs> right? One of my Facebook posts was like, this manager got mad at me because he's like, are you racially profiling my staff? So that
1: was actually true. It was real. It was, oh, real. Wow. He was a
0: new guy. I was like, "This guy's a young, young dude." He's, like, "Are you racially profiling my staff?" I'm like, "Well, kind of." Like, I was jokingly. I was, he wasn't joking. I was joking. I was like, "Kind of, dude." Like, most of your staff here are Hispanic. I'm putting more spicy stuff. You know, <laughs> they're not gonna buy plain Fritos. <laughs> you know, unless you got salsa. What do you he say? Unless you got Fritos, free- he's like, "Well." I don't see why uh, you have to uh, to put more spicy stuff because there's more Hispanics. I put them in while I'm filling the machine. You know, I I know these guys, so I've been there for a couple of years now to this, uh, this factory, and they're like, "Hey, amigo, Chino, Chino, hey, I want the black bag, not the red bag. The red bag's a ra- uh, regular." Hot Cheetos, they want the extra flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, wow! (laughs) I got it in the car, dude. I was like, Okay, he's like, Here's a dollar, go get it for me. I'm like, Okay, I'll get it for you. I'm so sorry, I should turn off my phone. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, so uh, so I put them in, I put in like all the flaming hot stuff, and it sells out. And the next two days, I go by, and all the whole machine's empty. Besides the non flaming hot stuff. And so. So if I was at Calvary Chapel, I would assume, A, I'm surprised that they allow them to sell Takis and stuff because there's a Christian school there. That is, yeah. Yeah. So usually Christian school, they want you to do more healthy vending. I don't know. If they allow just regular vending, I would put flaming hot Cheetos and just more variety stuff. So not all of them are going to be. I don't know. I would have to go there to see, like, if it's more Hispanics or not. You know, uh, what's, what's crazy thing is this. Like, it it's not racial profiling that tells me, like, what spicy is. I actually learned why some cultures enjoy more spicy stuff. So, no,
1: and that wouldn't be racial profiling. I mean, come on. It's kind of like this, you know. I want to know how that conversation ended, by the way. But but it's like this: you're just basically giving them what they want. Yeah, it's not like I'm be like, you know what? I'm gonna throw this in there because I want to. It's like
0: no, you know, you they asked
1: you for it.
0: You know, well, not just that. Like, um, well, one thing I learned learned on I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast every once in a while. Right, he had a scientist on there, and he, they were trying to figure out why certain people like spicy stuff and other people like more plain stuff. And the thing is the closer to the equator you are, the more spicy food you like because really? the spices keep food more fresh. If you're closer to the equator, it's warmer and you have a higher opportunity for stuff getting spoiled. So it's a preservative. It's a preservative. Oh, OK. okay. You know, like kimchi and whatever, you know, and then like uh, when you get more far out, you know, like the Americas are even farther up, right? Like can, uh, Canadians or whatever, right? <laughs> they don't enjoy as much spicy stuff. But the, like the closer you are to the equator, uh, the more spicy stuff you like. It's pretty cool. Uh, it was just a little something. But I put in what they like. I track all. All of my machines track exactly what's selling. I know exactly what they're what they're buying. Yeah. I just put what they want. You know, right? That's all on, I yeah. do. So for for yours, uh, me and Peter have been looking at a deal, right for him. It's my debut in the his industry. debut in the industry, which is good because like you want you want to be diverse in your uh, income as well.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, putting all your eggs in one basket can be harmful at times. Yeah, you know?
0: and, and uh, with, with the career you have, I mean, you have hard hitting months, and then and I don't know if you do, but I'm sure there are months where it's like a plague. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like mean, it,
1: it, in, in the industry, you know. Um, all the pros, so to say, would be like, Yeah, I'm always going this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be deals that you'll close in two weeks. There's gonna be deals that'll take sixty days. Payday doesn't come until it closes. Yeah, yeah. So you so know, there's unless, deals that, yeah, unless that you, think you have like a pipeline close. that's super, super, you know, then it's always gonna be have a little bit of dips. And that's why you always look at a six month average. Yeah. You know, when you look at a six month average in the industry
0: on any entrepreneur, you know, then at least you'll have a basis of what you can expect. You know? well, well, one thing I like about vending, your career and my career are very close as far as photography goes. One thing I like about vending is A, it allows me to retire earlier because I could hire people to do my job. Uh, B, if I build enough, I could have a legacy company. Yeah. You know, no, for that my kids, true, man. if it's they so ever true. want it, if they want it, if they don't, it's okay. Um, but I could have some kind of legacy company. And, and the third thing is it's going to be harder for me to sell my photography business than it'll ever be to sell my vending business. My right. vending business has, um, a worth outside of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the sales are the sales. I could sell it for the sales for photography They're hiring me. I can't sell David and Tanya photography and not have me or my wife run it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It doesn't make any sense. The people hire you for you. Yeah.
1: Not for, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. On the vending machine, it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, uh, we're basically going to take over the account.
0: That's it. You're good. What's crazy is, um, so last weekend, I lost my keys. I think my son took them. I don't know. I don't know. I could have dropped them outside whatever. Don't want to blame Max and have him come back at me later on in life. <laughs> By the way,
1: that, that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Never was me.
0: <laughs> so um, I lost my keys. And while I was getting the keys redone, like purchasing new keys to replace the ones I lost, the guy uh, that I purchased it from, I never met him before. It's a new – I purchased a, a new route. And I had one of the locks were out, and it said, like, uh, VSP. So I looked up VSP, and I found out they're in Costa Mesa. Okay. So I went to go get the locks. I told him who I bought the machines from. I showed him my sales receipt. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, we itemize. We know exactly what locks you need. Boom. Picked up my keys and started talking to him, right? And he was like, yeah, you know, we do. I'm like, how many keys do you guys sell? He's like, we sell, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of keys. I'm like cool. Who do you usually sell it to? First class vending. First class vending is the biggest vending company. I don't know if the U.S., but definitely in um, Southern California and Nevada. Wow. And I was like, well, I know I know about the brothers. I never met them before, and I'm thinking like I'm starting to get into the bigger boy club. You know, like closer to the hundreds. And I was like, how many vending machines they have? He's like, I don't know. I think uh, last time we refitted their keys. Um. I think there are like 40,000 vending machines. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah. And then now they're pushing for the San Diego market. I'm like, 40,000? And he's like, yeah, they're probably going to end up at 100,000 in the next couple years. years. I'm like. 40,000 machines, bro. But see, the the reason the w- reason why I want to bring it up is because in vending, we have a big issue. It's not a big issue to me, but a big issue to other guys. It's, it is a cash business. There is a lot of money that's in the machines. But there's a difference between a person that trusts people and a person that doesn't trust people. If I didn't trust people to go fill my machines for me, I would be stuck at like 30 machines and never be able to get out of there. Yeah. You know? But because these people are like um, my mentor, what he taught me about vending. Well, one of my mentors basically uh, I told him I used to work for him. I told him, look, I'm thinking about getting a vending machine business. Hey, I got a friend who does that. So I call a friend all the time. Right? And the friend basically told me – he's like, well, when I used to be a butcher at Vons, they would have uh, – he was a manager and they have like a percentage which well, they were OK with losing. Oh. In the cash register. OK. It was about 8%. So he's like, David, you know people are going to steal from you. If you come in through the mindset of you know people will steal from you, they won't steal at all from you. You have the numbers, which I do, Right. If it's around 8% or less, just be fine with it. You know, because that's how it's gotta be. If you're gonna grow a big company, just be fine with it. it when it passes the 8%, then you gotta start uh you know slamming Lipping down the it. hammer. You know, because a lot of the times not stealing. A lot of times it's a guy who takes a dollar. Hey, you know, your machine stole my money last week. Don't fight him on it, just give him back the dollar. Yeah, you know, most likely he's gonna slip it back in the machine anyways. So stuff like that, and you can't. You know what I'm saying? Can't be mad at somebody for trying to provide great customer service. Right, right. So, stuff, and then maybe they might take a dollar or two or dollar flies away or whatever. You don't want to, you know, I think uh, that 8% causes you to lose a lot of opportunity, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's basically shrink. I mean, it's it kind of like the same uh, thing when we were at Home Depot. You know, it's I'm like, sure it's the
0: same thing at Home yeah,
1: Depot. But yeah, but shrink in those areas are huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge. I mean, they got. They hire someone that they pay big bucks on just to handle shrink.
0: Is that what it's called, shrink?
1: Yeah, it's called shrink. You know, basically, you know, it's it's uh, you're you you're gonna lose some. And, you know, people steal, people lose, misplaced, over over give change, you know, stuff like that. And so, yeah, that that's eight percent is not bad. And not only that, can't you? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a tax guy, but can you
0: deduct that or I mean, your losses as part well- of your loss? Mm, I guess you could. I I don't like deducting too much because this, okay, the way I look at it is like vending has so many deductions, Mm -hmm. a crazy amount of depreciation. You don't want to go too far in the red. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't get greedy with it, basically. Yeah, don't get greedy with it. So I don't, um, because, man, it's like I I barely pay any taxes. Yeah. And legally, I barely pay pay any taxes because of depreciation. And, and it's legal. By the it's way, legal. it's legal. It's, it's legal legal. not like you're fibbing the system. I'm know? not fibbing the system. I'm always buying machines. I'm always placing routes. I'm paying commissions out. I have mileage. I have, um, you know, insurance. My cell phone. The studio. Home office. Self. You know, like all this other stuff that I, I put in there, and plus the depreciation was great about it since it's five years of depreciation. My depreciation builds every year. Boom! 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 I'm always buying new machines. So the reason why the government likes to give certain um, businesses depreciation is, just in case you didn't know, this is it helps the economy and it, and it encourages growth. It encourages yeah. growth. Yeah. yeah. Well, a
1: lot of people when we're you know we're going to digress too much if we get into it, but you no, know, totally entrepreneurship. You know, it, it's one of the the factors of you know growth. I yes. Mean, it gives jobs. And, you know, it, it. it's not like the business owners are not going to put back into the economy. Yeah, know, yeah. They always
0: do. But this gives you a know? high incentive to put back yeah, into the
1: economy. Yeah, of course. So, you know, that, that, that's why those things are, you know, it's good that you were able to do that.
0: Yeah. It, hel- it helps us too. Cause, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, man, like there's so many risks, especially when you have family and everything. It's all there's you. So much stress. It, the risk it's, is all yeah, you. you know? A lot of times you lose money. So, w- what makes it worthwhile for you to go after it? And I really hope that, you know, The way um, the United States is progressing, especially California, you know, with the new governor and everything else like that, I really hope that they do support small business owners. Yeah. You know, because we need those incentives. Without those incentives, it just gets really hard. And then there will be no one selling me all these different things that I'm buying. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I couldn't afford to put back into it. Shoot, I'm kind of scared that later on it's going to be harder for me to have employees. You know, I, what's crazy is I was watching this documentary, uh, it's called the one percenter where the one percenter goes out to these protests where they're like protesting the stock market or everything. Right. He goes out, he's like, yeah, I'm protesting with you guys. Like you are the problem. So you should be paying 70%. He's like, I pay 50% tax and all this stuff that like, you should be paying more. You're a millionaire. And they're yelling at him. I'm like, look, I want to give you guys more money, but you don't understand how much it costs for me to hire somebody. He's like, if we decrease the red tape, I could easily give you guys more money. Yeah. You know, is it, he uh he was saying that it costs, if it cost uh, fifteen dollars to employ somebody like per hour, it's really costing like thirty five dollars. Food is the suit tax. By taxes. Yeah. By taxes, taxes and regulations. Uh huh. So he's like if we cut down on that, I'd rather give you the difference. You know, he's like, We're we're fighting after the wrong people here. We're friends. You know? Yeah. Um so let's break down your numbers, man. Okay, for this vending machine, uh, the guy emailed me the numbers. I'll email them to you uh, after this, right? And the one at Anaheim, A, it's a USI machine. USI is, uh, there's this company called Wooder, w- Whittier, or Witter. I think it's Witter, right? They're in uh, uh, Idaho or something like that. Iowa. They're in Iowa, United States company. And they make some of the best vending machines there is and the most basic vending machines there are. Those two things go together. When you're looking for a vending machine, you don't want too many bells and whistles. It's like buying a Mercedes, which I know you have, right? (laughs) It's called over-engineering. Right. And there's a problem with over-engineering because when things break, they cost 10 times more. Yep, yep, yep. Right? There's a reason why you're so happy with your Toyota. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I am I love my Camry. <laughs> when it breaks, it does not cost an arm and a leg no? and it's not hard to find the parts. Well, um that vending machine, if I was to start, I would totally buy that machine. That's a really good machine. It's a, called a combo machine, which basically you have your uh, snacks and sodas on top. I mean, your snacks on top and your uh candies and on the bottom you have your drinks. It'll do Red Bull. It'll do your bangs. It'll do water. It'll do all that stuff that they want, right? And um, the one thing you always got to check. Two things that I like is a. If you're thinking about buying something to grow a company to grow big, we have this thing uh, called SureVend. And what SureVend does is, let's, what is the when you're using a vending machine, what would be the biggest nightmare of that vending machine? Let's say you slip in a dollar. What, what it always eats happens? It. It eats it, and then what else? It doesn't accept it. No, uh, it. the thing spins and your stuff gets stuck. Oh, when it goes, and yeah, then it's yeah, just there. It, it's stuck, Yeah, right? Well, that's because it doesn't have sure vent. Sure vent is this little laser beam on the bottom. If it falls through, um, then it's all good. You'll notice it. If it doesn't fall through... Either it'll spend one more time to make sure it falls through. It'll do like increments of 5%. Mm-hmm. So you'll just see it go. Name, 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 name. And then eventually it falls. Now, if it never falls, it assumes that you dialed the wrong number and it's an empty coil. And it'll just shoot back your money. Oh. There you go. You know, and, and no one's gonna destroy your vending machines. No one, A, no one's gonna destroy <laughs> your vending machines. And B, you're not gonna get these crazy calls all night. Yeah, yeah. If you have all you, all my machines basically have this. Right, a couple of them don't, but they're upgradable. It's a really expensive upgrade, right? To upgrade a regular vending machine to take sure vend, by the time everything's done, you're looking close to like six or seven hundred dollars to upgrade a machine. Practically the price of practically a price of no, no, no. It's not practical price, but you're talking about really old machines that don't look good. You're the machine that you'll be getting, um. Looks great. It's a I cool saw, looking machine. I, I saw a
1: picture, the link you sent me. It's a no, cool And it compared machine. it to the one that I saw over the weekend. And, you know, it's it, the one that showed saw over the weekend. It has that, that wooden
0: look. Those are really old machines. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's like $400 machines. Really? Yeah, those always would give you problems. So, um, the reason uh, A, sure event, so you don't get crazy calls all the time, it defeats the purpose of having um, passive income because it won't be passive. P, every stuck dollar, well, that stuff you have to change out if it's a stuck dollar. But every like uh, every stuck soda, every stuck snack, every time it steals money, they're going to call you. And they're going to expect you to fix it within hours or 24 hours. Right? My machines, they don't get stuck. So I don't get calls. That's the only reason why I've been able to grow my company as big as it is. So that's one thing. B, what's the worth of the machine? You have to ask yourself that. Are they trying to get away with selling a, a good location but really crappy machines? Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. So I always look at how much is this machine worth. Because what happens if they do kick me out? Where's all my money? It's gone, right? Um. Well, with the price you're paying, which is two grand, right? I'll break down the numbers. Two grand. The guys made um. What was a fifteen? I think sixteen hundred dollars since September. Okay. Now, right. So f- two grand. Um, I would expect it to make me profit-wise. Um. One hundred fifty dollars a month. One hundred. One hundred fifty dollars a month. Okay. You know, profit. Yeah. And but I get to keep the machine. Right. So. A, the machine's worth about three grand used. Tw- uh, 20, I mean, you could get up to three grand used. 2000 is very fair, right? A really good deal, 2000 for that machine used. So 2000 used, plus the numbers are looking around like 150, right? But here is the kicker. And he won't listen to this podcast. I don't have him on Facebook and stuff like that. So you, you go buy it before he hears us out. Here's the kicker. You ready? Yeah. September to now. Oh, sorry. I think it's October. So now are winter months. So it's like slow months. Slow months. Yeah. So he's calculating what should be already by the numbers from what I'm seeing uh, about $2,000 business, but only during winter months. So summer months, you're looking at double. So if you would have bought this, let's say in September and he counted like uh, June, July and September, right? You're looking at double the price.
1: So, so you wanna you, you wanna when you're getting into this industry, would you suggest you buy vending machines during the winter months?
0: I would like suggest spring. you follow the winter. Um, yeah, spring is good because you could follow the winter numbers. Those yeah, winter numbers. you want to look
1: at the the minus factors, yeah. you know, the the negative factors of the business, so you know. You know what to expect on yes. the slow months.
0: Now here's another factor um, that you guys got to really look at is when you go into it, look around. Then you have you do have the profile a little bit. What can you change? Ask the employees. Hey man, how you doing? I'm you know, uh, you don't say like I I would never. You don't want to shock them too much. So I never say like oh yeah you know I'm buying this off of them. What I would say is hey I'm teaming up with this guy. We're trying to figure this out. He lives. This guy actually lives in Cucamonga. So, you'd be like, I live around here, you know, I uh, maybe be the machine. After a little while, they don't even care. <laughs> there's like, whatever. Is. Peter's cool. Like, I bought all these accounts before and they never notice a change in company. No, really? <laughs> yeah, none of them. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, it's cool. It's full now. Oh, oh, it's more full than it was last time. Oh, great. This guy lives in Rancho. So, obviously, there's going to be times where he goes in and the machine's fully empty. There's a problem with that. It's a. Uh, I mean, you want an empty machine because you want to sell all the products. But how many days has it been empty? Right, two, three days. That's you know, money, brother. That's all his money gone. Yeah, right. So you're thinking like uh, you're probably getting like fifty percent off for the route. You know, if if everything looks fine, right? Uh, what else do you have to think about? Yes. Uh, so what, number one thing you have to think about is I go in. I bought this route for fifty five thousand dollars last time. Right. I, uh, this lady wanted ninety thousand, which was fair, very fair. I walk in, and this is uh, the best best purchase I ever did in my life. I walk in, and it's a college. I see pirates' booty. You know what pirates' booty? Is? Yeah, yeah, the popcorn kids, stuff. The little kids' popcorn. Yeah, uh, apple chips, uh, apple juices, like little kids like Capri Sun juices and stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, uh, so I asked her uh, in how, a college. At a college, right? At a trade school, with like three hundred kids, right? So I asked her, I'm like, "How often do you come?" She said, "I have to come at least twice a week." They buy out everything, so I'm I'm thinking like, okay, let's go to the next one. Same thing, adult place, but she only ordered She was too lazy to really find out what they wanted, right? So I end up paying fifty five thousand. I closed the deal in three days. I didn't want her to think too much. She says she wanted out of the business. She broke even already. She wanted to give back some of the money to her dad that she owed money to. And she was just tired of it. I looked at these machines. I'm like, these are some of the best machines there are. They're very close to the machine that you bought. Like They're pretty even when it comes to those two machines. So I bought just on the machines alone. I paid $1,500 per machine, and those are $3,500 machines. So I broke even, like crazy broke even on those, right? I walk in the same day. Paperwork done. I walk in the same day, take out the pirate's booty, take out the apple chips, flaming hot Cheetos, right? Um, what else? Uh, like, what's call it Uh, Hot fries. Okay. Right? All the spicy, just junk food. Coke. Cut One row of Diet Coke. Coke. Monsters. Uh, Starbucks coffees. Uh, uh, what you call it? Bangs. Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper. I go, I leave. Next day in the morning. Hi, uh, I saw your number on the vending machine. Uh, can you come by? I'm like, oh man, there's something wrong with the machine. The, and I was like, so what's going on? Like a dollar bill stuck or something? They're like, no, it's empty. <laughs> I'm like, what? oh man. I was, like, are you serious? They're like, yeah. I don't know what you did. Completely empty, both of them, barren. You can switch product and grow it. It's very close. I, I think you'll do great in the vending field because it's so much like uh the rental property or flipping field. You buy something for a good price, you fix it up, you sell it. This you buy something for a good price, you restock it with the right things, it sells. I mean, out of college, I mean, you know. Sometimes. And then <laughs> if if she's selling out every two days, she's in the
1: wrong business. Yeah, she, you know. Well, oh, the motivation as well. You know, she you, like you said, she just wanted out. If yeah, you she wanted was like, it out, I have no you're passion not, for yeah.
0: this, and I'm like, okay. You know, let's do this. And I that fifty five thousand uh, dollars. If I was to resell that route today, I think it would be 170000 dollars. So to resell that route, how many how many machines were you able to purchase? I purchased thirty from her. Okay, yeah, thirty machines from her. Six of them were uh, not in placement. So six of them I had to replace, <clears throat> which I okay, – in the industry, people are like kind of reluctant to put in combo machines because they don't hold a lot of product. They can't hold a lot of soda. Like the old school soda machines that you see um, that might say Pepsi or whatever, you can't yeah, the see The one that, 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 that it's loud it drops, when it drops. It yeah. drops. It holds like 400 cans of soda. Really? Yeah, I have those too. But these machines, uh, the one that I'm going to tell you about, hold like maybe 100 cans of soda okay you know for a combo but on the flip side you know i think everyone has this dream of getting all these big big accounts i'm not into the big accounts i want the uh, i want i mean I, I would take all the big accounts i can get but i know that most of them are taken up already you know i go for the smaller medium accounts and i cluster them together so i kind of figured out my way through this and that's the 60 employee and under I'll, I'll put a put a machine in there. I just did one um, two weeks ago, a machine in Ontario, and I wasn't expecting these numbers. But I put in the machine. The machine cost me like fifteen hundred. Uh, one of those machines, $1, fifteen hundred dollars ones. I took it out of another location that was slow. I moved it to this location. They have about fifty employees, and the sales have been like thirty five dollars a day in sales. Right, half of that is profit so like the numbers are incredible so per I'm making day, three I mean, yeah I'm making three 350 dollars a month uh, more profit just by moving the machine did you replace
1: the machine that you removed yes they had
0: a machine there uh that they didn't like because it didn't accept credit card and that, that's why I tell people pay a premium it's okay to pay a little bit of a premium to get the right machines you don't want a lot of these a lot of these guys are just buying from offer up and stuff like that and they buy these machines that are out of date but so out of date to a point where you can't grow your company yeah it kind of puts a ceiling on you i mean the credit card a lot of people a lot of people don't carry cash dude 90% credit card on this you see and most of the times I'm gonna tell you the truth, credit cards only about 20% of my sales right cuz people have an extra dollar and that's when they go oh what am i going to do Well could go get a snicker bar right now you know there goes snicker bar or i could go get a bottle of water you know um because they have the extra change people don't like carrying change Hmm. so if you had a bunch of quarters like i saw a vending machine let me just get rid of these coins get a water bottle or something right um so man like you could you have to think creatively but what i like about the business is this you keep the asset if something happens that company could close yeah you know, let's and be it's been real. It to you, right? It happens all the time. Company closes, another person comes in, beats you out because it's the owner's nephew, decided to do vending. I have I've had all these issues, right? Uh, you can still keep the machine. So I just keep I just keep my pipeline pretty decent. And I could move like today I'm gonna go meet that company that's like two hundred and fifty employees, right? That should bring me an extra eight hundred bucks so for the month. I'm making a thousand bucks more than last month. Just Just because of that one. Passive income. Just because I'm moving around machines. Now I'm gonna lock in this crazy big deal, hopefully, where it's eight hundred employees. And they're all factory workers. I can't say where. And and, okay, yeah, of course. I can't say um, where, but they're all hardworking twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. If I could land that account, that account would cost me about forty five hundred dollars. And it should make me an extra six six thousand dollars a month profit. You got no your money back right it. away. No, but brand. but so so going back to that, do
1: these people just find you somewhere? Where do you get your? Do, do you have to solicit the business?
0: I don't. I mean, uh, what I do is I just tell everyone what I do. You know, I'm at I'm at the uh, like, let's say I go to, uh, I go to Best Buy. Right, I see somebody walking around with a suit. He's standing next to me. I'm looking at a camera. He's looking at a camera. I'm like, hey man, what do you do, guy? That's the all, well, number one thing guys say to each other. What do you do? Oh, I'm a real estate. Duh, 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 duh. I work for, let's say, Remax or whoever. Right? I'm like, great. How many employees do you guys have there? And they're like, oh, you know, we have like 70 people. You guys stay in there a lot? They're like, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just asking these questions because I actually own a bunch of vending machines. You guys need a vending machine? <laughs> a lot of times we'll be like, well, yeah, yeah, our vending machine sucks. Dude, give me your number, man. Call them. That's it. Done. It's not that hard. All you have to do is find out the numbers. So how many people are working there? Everyone works somewhere. Yeah. You know? I mean, for the most part, right? Most people are not uh, uh, business owners. So I just ask them, like, hey, what's up? And – it so what happens is this guy worked for a company that has eight hundred people, and they hate their vending machines. Their vending machines don't take credit card. Uh, it's a cheaper service It's an app, so you have to download this app, and hopefully, it'll send the signal to the machine. Oh, and, uh, they're like it never works, and they're like, "How does that work?" So you download the app. You download the app. And I think you have to be on the same Wi-Fi network as the vending machine, and then you could use your credit card. But who, no one's going to sit there and do all that oh. stuff, right? My my. Mine, people take a cell phone, beep, cool. Google Pay, Apple Pay. Google Pay, Apple Pay, boom. They get their stuff. I pay a premium for it, but how long is that going to last? Which way is money going? It's going to go that way. And you get to deduct it anyway. And I get deducted, dude. So yeah. vending machines, man, it's a great business. There's other other kinds of business too. Like I know somebody that's buying those scooters, Lime. You heard of Lime Scooters? Yeah, yeah. It's a new thing like in Santa Monica and stuff, right? Or, yeah, they're having it by uh, Disneyland or colleges. Like UCI has them and stuff like
1: so, that. So it's like a rental scooter thing?
0: It's a rental scooter. So it's pretty cool. So you rent the scooter for the day and then like you can actually make money by charging them. So they'll give you an app. You can sign up and they'll give you like eight different chargers or four different chargers. You can get up to eight and you go pick up these bikes and they pay you to charge the bikes. So the service never sees the bikes. So you have to pick them up for a certain area. They have GPS tracking. You go to your house, you charge them. You, you put them back to a certain area at, by before seven o'clock. And then they pay the people to charge it. <laughs> so it, it's just constant. It's like all cash flow. Wow. It, it's, a, it, it's cool, man. It's cool to see where the world's going, but that's, that's for vending. Um, that's pretty much it, man. You want to buy something at a fair price right? I do not look for extremely good deals. I'm not that Asian anymore. (laughs) I've been been born and raised in America. I don't look for, uh, I don't look for great deals. I look for good deals that are stable. Yeah. You know, I don't mind paying a premium for, for uh, a good product. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's how you could grow your business. If you're always looking for the good deals, a lot of times you miss out on the decent deals too. You know, or, or something that could be a good deal because a lot of these deals that I'm getting right now is because, um, I'm with a property management company, so I have a contract with a property management company. And every time they have like these giant towers all over the Inland Empire, and every time somebody in those towers needs a vending machine, they call me first. And so then just, you already have the guys in place um, to just deliver it there, yeah, and plug have, it in, they all know they like. I have guys, delivery guys. I have maintenance guys. I have all this stuff. They pick up the machine and go. And these are not big companies. These are companies that most of the big boys refuse because the big boys don't want to waste their time with anything less than 150 people. Right? So they're getting refused left and right. For me, if I'm making 300 bucks a month off that, uh, vending machine, I'm happy. And on top of that, the reason why I'm happy is because I have a vending machine on the second floor, the first floor, um, Ground floor, you know, so one stop, nine floor, one stop deal up the elevator. I go, it's worth it to me. Oh, yeah, you know, but for these big boys, they don't want to deal with it, so I let the big boys do their thing and I do mine thing, you know, yeah, find that, my niche that makes a lot of sense, but yeah, dude, Peter, man, hopefully, this is it, dude. <laughs> no, you know? we're gonna do it, you yeah, know? man. But it's a great thing, man. Like, I, I bring my daughters to fill machines, um, it, it's it. It could be a – uh, not even a supplementary income. It could be like the income. Yeah, it could be. You know, especially like um, you said your wife is uh, stay-at-home. Yeah, she's a stay-at-home now. So Well, please. right now right now she's pretty busy because you guys have little ones. Yeah. But later on, you know, if – it's still hard. I mean it's still hard for her to go to work fully because who's going to watch the kids when they get out of yeah. school and stuff like that? There's still a lot of stuff to be done. You know, it's a really tough job. But let's say uh, you get really busy in your in your real estate, right? All the mortgages and stuff like that. Um, and she wanted to make a little extra money. She could fill the machines. It's a no brainer job. Yeah, you know that's another thing I you, lo- you want to look for. Okay, um, and this podcast is going long, but uh, it's another thing you want to look for when you buy something that is passive income. Is how easy is it for somebody to take over uh, your position?
1: Yeah, like the training and all that, you know. Dude, and the, you said it's a no-brainer. So
0: my my six-year-old and my eight-year-old help me call, go fill in machines. They know how to take out the money. They know how to unjam the machine, and they know how to place the product. The only problem they have is they're not tall enough to put chips on the top row. <laughs> so they're like, "We should bring a little ladder." I'm like, "Fine," and they could fill they could fill it up. Yeah, it like, you, you just put them up. in the slots, right? You just put it in the slots in the right way, and that's it. You know, they know how to do it. So it's like if they could do it, it could you could grow a massive company.
1: You yeah.
0: know. All right, guys. You have any other questions about the vending? No, no? good that okay, on to the next podcast. There we <laughs> go. All right, guys, thank you guys for following us. Um, we still my, need a name. We still need a name. We still need a name. I do have uh David Doe Podcast.com, or is it David Doe.com? I need to ask Jesse. <laughs> but Doe is spelled D-O-U- Gh H. instead of do because uh, the do is already taken. So I'll figure that out and leave in the link. <laughs> I don't know to do that. But what I really want to do one day is teach um, teach money to kids. That's oh yeah. Yep yep yep. All
1: right,
0: man. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Please subscribe. Follow us. Um, ask us any questions you like. We'll answer them. Have there a great day, guys. Bye.